0: hey guys welcome back to get real um today's topic we are going to be talking about trusting in god because lately i feel unfortunately i have been having a hard time trusting god and um more specifically trusting god that he's got all in his hands for how my life is going to work out and so let me give you a little bit of context um Within the last year, I would say I have gone through a ton of challenges, a ton of mountains and valleys and things that I've had to overcome. And I don't want to make it seem like my life was so horrible and I had it worse than everybody else, blah, 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 because that's just not the reality. Um, I know people do and have had it worse than I ever have or ever will potentially. And, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not grateful for the things that I have and the people I have in my life and what I've what I've been able to experience because truly there have been a lot of blessings in my life. But I think, you know, thinking back on the year 2023, now that it's January 11th, 2024, which is crazy. I I've taken a whole full 11 days um in the new year without posting a get real podcast and I thought it was time to, you know, just make a comeback because there's a lot to reflect on and there's a lot of things that I wanted to discuss, but I think truly in my heart, what the Lord is telling me to share is that we need to trust God's plan and his, his way and his path for our lives, especially in this new year. And so to give you a little bit of context of 2023, it was a tough year for me, to be quite honest. I went through a lot of, uh, heartbreak, a lot of change, a lot of healing, and a lot of getting back into growing into my relationship with the Lord. So in the beginning of 2023, I was introduced to a group of amazing people who are also believers, but also business owners and just amazing mentors, great leadership, um, and was able to find some lifelong friends through this group in this community. And um, not only was I able to, you know, create a really strong bond with these people, but find a good Christian community where I feel safe and feel heard and feel seen. And after an amazing weekend in January of just getting to know these people, getting to fellowship and being community with them, unfortunately, I was faced with the situation of not having a place to live, which is crazy now that I think about it because now I'm sitting in my own place a roof over my head you know and I have everything I could ever need in this place and I'm so very very grateful that the Lord provided all these things for me and it's not the nicest place to live obviously it's not like super fancy super updated whatever it's not like those bougie influencers where they have like uh, an apartment, a loft apartment that costs like $10,000 a month. Like that's not my reality. My reality is very, very small and more humble, I guess I would say. And not saying that any of those grand things are bad because I would love to have those things, right? But I'm also grateful just to have the things that I need. And, you know, I didn't have this in January of 2023. It's a whole year later and it's a whole different circumstance and situation than I'm in now. But back in 2023 of January, it was like, I was faced with potential homelessness, which is crazy. Um, and I'm not going to get into specifics of that because that's also kind of personal for me. Um, and maybe later down the road, I'll be able to share my story a little bit more specifically with the details. But, you know, I was trying to figure out at the end of January where I was going to live. I was still working full time as a PE teacher. I was I was still coaching and I I still am coaching to this day but I had a full-time job and a part-time job. And on top of that I was in grad school, so I was still trying to finish my master's of exercise science. So I had a lot going on at the time. And the fact that I didn't have a place to live, I was freaking out because I was like how am I going to be able to do my jobs? How am I going to be able to finish school? Like how is any of this going to work? And um thankfully I was able to find a place to live for a week, um, at, of uh, my, my sister and brother-in-law's friend's house who allowed me to stay with them. And, you know, I, as that week was going on, like it was literally just me <laughs> surviving and figuring, things out, fi- figuring things out day by day, minute by minute, as it was passing by. And I did a lot of crying and, uh, really just closed my heart off to god i was so angry with him i didn't understand what he was doing i i was mad i was like god why why did you allow this to happen why did this have to happen now why in this circumstance why this these people like what what was the reason i didn't get it and um now that i look back on why all things happened it makes a lot more sense but i'll get into a little bit more details of the year and so after that week, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I don't have a place to live still. I don't know who to go to. I don't know who to talk to and I don't have enough money. So what am I going to do God? And at that point I thought I was gonna have to live in my car and it's literally in the middle of the winter (laughs) and I'm like, dang, this is, this is impossible. But one day I was coaching and, uh, Usually I'm pretty good about hiding how I'm feeling. I try to keep my personal life very separate from my professional life. It is totally something I I always have in my mind of like personal and professional is totally separate. Cannot have those intertwined. Um, But the situation was affecting me professionally, not only in coaching, but also in teaching. And uh, it was just very bad. I was in a very bad place. I was in a very dark place. I was very depressed. at one point feeling suicidal to be quite honest um, and was like, man, it'd be so much easier to not have to deal with this. So uh, why does it even matter? (laughs) Right. I started thinking that way and and man, it was, it was by the grace of God that my coworkers in my part-time job had realized that I had been different. And my boss, you know, came to work and was like, pulled me aside and was like, Hey, You know, we've noticed that you've been acting a little different lately and uh, noticing that it's been affecting you at at practice and at work. And we just want to see, like, what is going on? Like, are you okay? And I lost it, to be honest. I was in the office with my boss and just bawled my eyes out. And I was like, to be honest, I am facing homelessness. I don't have a place to live. I don't know if I'll have a car. And I don't know what my next move is. And I'm just lost. I'm lost. And right then and there, my boss was like, you can live with me. You can stay with me. You, you need a place to stay. No worries, I got you. And I was just like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And honestly, like I'm someone who struggles to ask for help. So in that moment, I was a little hesitant to even agree to stay with my boss because I was like, this is going to be kind of weird. But um, at the same time, I had this feeling, this voice in my head, now knowing that it was God, God saying, do it. That this is your opportunity to figure out what you need to do. And I ended up, you know, living with my boss for probably around three months, I would say. It wasn't, I stayed with her from like beginning of February to end of, oh, well, maybe it was longer than that. Maybe it was like four months. I think it was beginning of February to Well, maybe it was three months. It was like beginning of February to beginning of May, mid-May, because mid-May is when I was, you know, I got my new apartment, which was really great. Um, But during those three months, it was a lot of time spent figuring out my next move, saving money, Um, also trying to figure out whether I was going to resign from teaching or not, because I also didn't want to continue teaching at the school I was at. And a lot of factors played into that situation as well, which I won't get into the details, but you know, I was facing a lot of difficulties and challenges of resigning my full-time job and trying to figure out my next move of whether I wanted to continue teaching or not. And then also trying to face the fact that I'm trying to figure out a way to, to live, like a place to live on my own. I was trying to find a roommate and I did find roommates, but then they didn't work out. Trying to figure out finances and how I was going to pay for a living in my own place either with another person or alone. It was just like so complicated. And it took me three months. Finally, at one point I was like, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Because I was like so closed off. I was so, my heart was so hardened and uh, I was so mad at God. I didn't want anything to do. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to associate with any Christians. But thankfully, because of the community that I was a part of, that I got introduced to in January before this all happened, they kept me grounded in Jesus and you know, even though I didn't want to admit it, that I was mad at God and that I didn't really care for him at the time, they kept me um, in a circle that was focused on Jesus and also in a in a circle that was focused on prefer- professional and personal development. Um, and I was just really thankful and I'm still grateful for the mentorship and leadership that I was able to have that is still a part of my life. And I'm so grateful for these people and, and, and the community because if it weren't for them challenging me and forcing me to be more disciplined and and the things like that, I don't think I would be where I am right now. And so throughout the summer, after I moved into my own place, it was basically just me trying to get settled into my new home, working in the summer as coaching and like all these things. And then finally finishing some of my last grad classes. And then finally coming to the decision at the end of the summer of the fact that I was officially going to resign my teaching position. And I had worked at this place for two years and I loved teaching, teaching. I love working with kids. Like kids to me is like, they're such a blast. Like they are so much fun. Yes. There's a lot of challenges with teaching, but I feel like truly, I don't see those challenges as a burden. I see the behavioral issues and all the things as a way to, you know, try to help another child because kids nowadays, they are so used to social media. They are so used to having a phone or an iPad or TV just thrown in front of them or turned on in front of them. And it's like, that's the way for them to get quiet. Right. And parenting is so different today as it was back then. And I want to be that teacher who is going to inspire kids, who is going to show them that someone does care for them. Someone does want to see them succeed. Someone does want to know about their day and wants to, you know, share laughter together and, just have fun in the gym and like just really teach them how to live a healthy life. Right. But that whole year I was struggling to live a healthy life myself. And so I felt very hypocritical in trying to teach a healthy lifestyle when I couldn't do it myself. So, and plus other, again, other circumstances that played into my decision, but that was one of them. And so I I decided to resign and I resigned my teaching position. And after I did that, I had no backup plan. My thought was I need to take a year off. From teaching to figure out what I truly want and desire and truly figure out if I want to continue teaching, if that was the problem or if it was the environment or whatever the situations that I was in. And after all of the fall season of just coaching and uh, struggling, to be honest, financially up until now, it's like I finally realized that I'm going to give teaching another shot. I'm going to give teaching another shot. So uh, I was able to get two new jobs teaching, not in the capacity that I was in the past, but it's definitely a step into, uh, you know, the classroom again, into schools. And I just, I have this passion to to be an inspiration to kids, to, to love academics or to love living a healthy lifestyle and to make it fun and not seem like a punishment to them. And, uh, Everybody knows if you're a teacher, right? If you're in an in education system, you're not in it for the money. You're in it because of the impact. Because teachers do not get paid enough. We do not get paid enough for the work that we got to do, that we got to go through. And I'm not even a veteran teacher. I've only been, I only have two years under my belt. So I can't even imagine the people who are 20 plus years, right? And what they've gone through. But I just have this genuine appreciation for teachers now that I was one because I really do see what they sacrifice and what they do for kids. Um, And I honestly, I love teaching. I do. I'm a swim coach. I teach kids every night in swimming. And uh, when I was a teacher and teaching physical education and health, it was like, I had such a blast. And, you know, I, I look back at the year and the years in the past of how teaching was a blast, but also I did end up at one point many points actually dreading going to work I I dreaded going there I didn't want to be there um there were times where I literally cried every single morning and every single night because I was like I don't want to go to bed because I know I'm gonna have to wake up and go to work I don't want to wake up and go to work because now that I'm awake I'm gonna have to get ready for work like I was just I hated the drive going there The drive back was the biggest relief But then after coaching that every night after teaching, I'd be like going to bed and be like, oh, I gotta do this all over again, right? And it was just this endless cycle of just dreading things. And I didn't wanna live that way. And God had sent me so many signs that I needed to leave the job that I was at. Um, God had shown me many signs that I needed to let go and just trust in his plan. Yet I kept trying to force things. I kept trying to force a different career path. I kept trying to force an education that I was going to get. I kept trying to force relationships with people. I kept trying to force friendships with people. I kept trying to fix things when I couldn't fix it myself, or trying to avoid things when it was unavoidable. And man, I have I had an issue with control. Like I've always been someone who's a planner. I've always been someone who's very much a perfectionist, or wants things to go the right way or is always prepared for the what ifs or what if this happens what if that happens what if this goes wrong what if you know all the things and when i was hit with some with something like a situation that i wasn't prepared for i was like why me why now why why god and i would get angry at him because i didn't have the control and so in the past year I've just learned so much that it's not in my control. And I have to be okay with that. It's all in God's hands. And it's crazy that like, you know, in October, I had this moment of just a complete heart and mind change. And uh, it was, you know, a weekend where I was at a leadership conference with the same community of people that I met in January. And who have become dear friends of mine, so much appreciate them. And the challenges that I've been faced with and the ways that they have helped me grow my mindset and who I am as an individual, as a woman. And at this weekend, it was a Sunday morning, we were having a non-denominational worship service. And I'm in a, a big arena of thousands of people that I don't even know. Um, I only know a very few handful of people at the, in this arena of people in st louis and the worship band goes on it's a family band it's here called here be lion love them and one of their songs they were singing i thought it was beautiful but it wasn't until i heard these words and saw it on the screen that i broke it just broke me and the words were jesus for my family And for those of you who don't know my situation, obviously you won't understand the incredible impact that those words have on me. But that moment was when I was like, I broke down, I was weeping and just wanting to fall on my knees and just frozen in worship of just like, God, I give it to you. God, I'm sorry. God, I need you. God, I love you. God, you are everything. And that was the moment after the many mistakes I made in the past. I was like, I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian anymore. I don't want to be a person who says the words, who 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 talks a talk but doesn't walk the walk. I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't want to be someone who, yeah, I believed in God, but was I really living a godly life? And I just... My past was a past that I sometimes feel very shameful of, but also who I was is not who I am now. And so it's like, God delivered me and I've been redeemed, you know, by the grace of of God. And uh, I had to remember not to take advantage of that because yes, God is, our God is a forgiving God. He's a loving God. He is love, but I can't live a life one foot in the world and one foot in the church, right? That's not possible. And so that weekend in October, I was just, I feel just so like my heart and my mind and my life would just changed. And ever since that weekend, I just had this constant conviction and constant desire to get closer to the Lord, to get closer to God and um, to continue growing in my relationship with him. And so I dropped drinking, I dropped alcohol in my life. I no longer was smoking weed. I was no longer wanting or having that desire of going out to the bars and getting drunk. I was no longer wanting to party, going to clubs. I was no longer wanting to associate with certain people. And again, you know, no judgment for people who do do those things. Um, you know, I still have people in my life that do partake in those things, no judgment. It's a personal choice for me because I know what alcohol would do to me because of the mistakes that I made in my past. I knew how toxic it was and how it would change who I was and how it was, you know, a way for me to numb the pain that I was in because I used to be someone who abused substances, but now I have this, you know, self-control and desire. Like I never went to um therapy or rehab for, you know, the substance abuse that I was, you know, doing. Like it was all God. It was all God that stopped me in those things and it's crazy because it's like I, I don't even want to drink I don't even care like I'd rather just drink water I'm fine. I just want to be hydrated now bro like that's straight up the reality and uh crazy and like not only that like I was in such a depressive state before that weekend that like I gained a lot of weight I wasn't really wanting to work out as much I just, everything felt like a chore. Everything was difficult. My living space was a mess. And then when I had Jesus come back into my my life and be the focus and the, the center and the number one priority, my living space became cleaner and more spacious. My mind just felt more at peace. I just felt this weird cleansing every single day, every single time I prayed, every single time I dove into scripture. And I realized that like, everything around me was changing. My mindset, my personality, just crazy, man, how much God changes you. And, uh, ever since October, it's been like a a walk. I'm not to say that I haven't made mistakes, right? Like I have, unfortunately have, you know, caught myself in the midst of saying a curse word here and there. And I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad for saying that now. Or, uh, you know, having thoughts or speaking words of gossip and I'm like, oh man, I I need to not do that. Like, that's not cool. That doesn't make God happy. That's a sin, you know? But I think the fact that I'm closer to God now and growing in my relationship, I do feel the conviction and I, I hear God's voice and I see him in everything I do a lot more than I did in the past. And every time I pray, I don't know about you guys who are also believers, maybe you're not a believer and you're listening to this message, but it's like, if you're a believer and you pray, it's like, man, like you just cleanse your soul. You get the things off your shoulders. You're like, God, man, like this is what happened today. And like, I'm just like so over it. Like I'm giving it to you, God. And that's the whole thing that I've learned this whole year is going into the new year is like, just trust God. Trust God and surrender it all to Him. Because when you surrender it all, right, you could say you could surrender it all, but if you don't truly surrender it all and give it to Him, and it's no longer in your control, you got to understand that it's not in your control, right? Until you fully surrender all, you're never going to be at peace. And so, um, something that one of my best friends, Alicia, and I shadowed Alicia. She and I have been doing Bible studies every Tuesday and Thursday night um, just to kind of keep each other accountable, but also kind of have these, you know, weekly check-ins of like where we're at mentally, where we're at spiritually, emotionally, and what we're going on and doing in our lives. And uh, she and I are going through a similar situation right now, which I won't get into the details of what it is, but she and I are very much going through this, this almost the same situation. And uh, I am so grateful for her because she has been my my rock, my confidant, my bestie girl who I could talk these things through with. You know, after obviously going to God first, but sometimes you just need that that person, right? Where you you can hear a different perspective other than your own because it's like sometimes when you're thinking about it yourself and you're you're in it, it's like you don't know what it would be like outside of your brain, right? And so having another person who not only can hold you accountable but also just be a friend it's like wow like it's so refreshing right and she and I have been going to each other about the similar situations that we're both in and and I'm just so grateful for her and especially a friend who is a godly woman who is going to help me in this situation how we can help each other we can hold each other up right and just reaffirm each other and reassure each other that God's got it in his hands right and uh you know tonight after our uh, little check-in, and we, we did a little devotional and prayer time, um, I'm going to read the devotional that she and I read, and it's um, called, Do I Trust God to be God? And it's a very short devotional, but the scripture that it focuses on is Isaiah 26, verses 3 through 4, and it reads, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord himself, is the rock eternal. Okay, and I'm going to go ahead and read uh, the devotional. It's only like a page, or two pages, two and a half pages long. And it reads, After my dad left, I tried to prop up what was left of me so I wouldn't collapse into the broken place inside. Good grades, achievements and accolades, fun friends and good times, boys who made me feel special. I tried to steady myself with anything that helped me feel better. But it wasn't just a better feeling that I needed. I needed a completely new way of defining my identity. I needed truth to inform what I believed about myself. Otherwise, what I believed about myself would become a fragile, flimsy, faulty foundation. The beliefs we hold should hold us up, even when life feels like it's falling apart. So my old patterns of thought had to be torn out, and a new way of looking at the core of who I am using God's truth had to be put into place. That's a bar. <laughs> our identity must be anchored to the truth of who God is and who he is to us. Only then can we find a stability beyond what our feelings will ever allow. Crazy, man. Like, Alicia and I had our meeting tonight, and she and I were talking about how we need to trust God, that he's got it in our hand, in his hands because our emotions are so irregular. And our emotions aren't facts, they aren't the reality, they aren't the truth of what our lives are, and they aren't God's truth. And so we have to remember that these anxious feelings, these feelings of anxiety or stress, it's like of the situations that we're in, it's like those aren't even from God. Those types of feelings are from the enemy because we allowed ourselves to try to take the control rather than surrendering it to God, right? And so going back into the devotional, it says, I'm going to reread that last sentence, only then can we find a stability beyond what our feelings will ever allow. The closer we align our truth with his truth, the more closely we identify with God and the more our identity really is in him. Facts. In our previous two devotions, we stabilized our identities by replacing old feelings with the solid truths that God is good and God is good to us. Now we have to answer one final question: Do I trust God to be God? This will not just stabilize our identities, but it will fully anchor us. And then I'm going to read that passage again. it says, "I love these verses. Isaiah 263 through4. it reads, "You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord, the Lord Himself, is the rock eternal." right? The Hebrew word for steadfast used in verse three is Simach, which means to brace, uphold, and support. Amazing, huh? In other words, those with minds fully braced, upheld, and supported by truth and trust in God will be kept in perfect peace. Will I trust that God sees and knows things I don't? Will I trust him when I don't understand, when circumstances are hard, When people betray or reject me, that's a tough one for me. When hearts get broken, that's also a tough one for me. Will I trust him to the point where I fully turn the control of my life and those I love over to him? If God is good and God is good to me, then I must fill the gaps of all the unknowns of my life with a resounding statement of trust. God is good at being God. I don't have to figure out my present circumstances out. Right? I don't have to figure my present circumstances out. I don't have to know all the whys and what ifs. All I have to do is trust. So, in quiet humility and without a personal agenda, I make the decision to let God sort it all out. I sit quietly in his presence and simply say, God, I want your truth to be the loudest voice in my life. Correct me, comfort me, come closer still, and I will trust. God, you are good. At being God. And that's so good. And I'm gonna read the little prayer at the end of this devotional. It reads, Dear Lord, I am so grateful that you are God and I am not. I trust in your goodness. Thank you for the peace you give me in Jesus' name. Amen. So true, man. You know, after reading that uh devotional. God is always working for our good, even when we don't see it or we can't understand it, right? And something that I have a hard time with, right, as a planner, as someone who likes to be prepared, is I have this fear of the unknown. And that's what I was faced with a lot of 2023 and even now. A lot of unknowns in my future job, my future career. Unknowns of uh, relationships, potential relationships. Unknowns of health of uh you know all these many things and it's like I can plan and plan and plan all I want but God is gonna change it because my plan is not the perfect plan that God has for it for me what he has in store right so for example you know I I officially I guess I'm going to announce that I am going to be running the Chicago marathon in October of 2024 this year which is crazy um I've already registered and everything, so now i got to start fundraising because I'm doing it with World Vision. Shout out World Vision. I'm going to be fundraising and, you know, raising money for kids who don't have clean water and uh, just providing for those children um, and doing it to serve the Lord and serve them. But, uh, yeah, I have this plan of running the marathon in October. and It's like, you know, we have this plan way out in the future, right, months away from now. Right. But anything could happen that could either hinder me from actually running that marathon or I could be so well prepared for the marathon, but then the weather changes and the, the event gets maybe canceled or whatever. There's so many things that could happen from now to then. And it's like, I can prepare, I can plan all I want, but it's not something that if it's not something that God wants for me, if it's not something that God is going to bless me with. like it's not going to come to fruition. So for example, if there's a potential relationship that um, I am currently working towards, right? Let's say the relationship is not going to come to fruition if it's not God ordained, if it's not what God wants for me, because I could want the person or the person could want me, right? But does God want us for each other? Are we going to be able to bring each other closer to the Lord, right? Because I feel like, this could be the same for friendships, relationships, what your job, whatever, but when something becomes more important, becomes a more important priority over Jesus, over God, that is an idol, right? And God is not going to bless that relationship, that friendship, that career if you don't give it to him, right? And it wasn't until I fully surrendered my finances, fully surrendered my career situation fully surrender my living situation fully surrender my family my relationship my friendship situations it wasn't until I fully surrendered that I finally started to see those things flourish if that makes sense because I'm a natural overthinker I am so bad at overthinking I have really bad anxiety I can't help it and not only that, I have ADHD, so that also doesn't help because my focus is always all over the place. I have a hard time focusing on one thing at a time. And uh, it's tough because that's how my life has been my entire life. And uh, I think learning to trust God with your life and just fully surrendering that to him, it's not easy. I'm going to be honest with you. like, I'm not fully there either like I'm going to naturally have overthinking tendencies. I'm going to naturally have those, those worries of what if this, what if that, why isn't this person responding to me right away? Or why is not this friend reaching out to me right away? Or am I going to lose this person out of my life? Or am I going to lose this job? Uh, Am I going to be able to pay my bills on time? Like, right. Like we have all these worries and anxieties, but it's like, not only do we give it to God, but we also have to be proactive in, in the situations right because we can't sit back and also be like god you have got in your hands i'm not going to do anything i'm not going to do anything at all for it like no like when we fully surrender it we still have to do our part as christians as believers as an as a human being right in the situations that we're in we have to show up and show out but we also have to remember that if it doesn't work out that just means that it wasn't meant to be that's not what god wanted for you right we have to learn to be okay with the fact that the things that we want doesn't necessarily mean God wants it for us because what we want could actually be toxic or or detrimental to us right let's say for example there's a a friendship right you and a friend are super close and you really love this person you really enjoy being around this person but the friendship dies or or ends because you know, the Lord knew that that friendship wasn't going to help you grow, it was only going to hinder you in your faith, it was only going to hinder you in your personal growth, and your mentality, all the things. And, you know, God sees things that we don't. God knows things that we don't. Maybe God was protecting me from a friendship that was only going to hurt me in the long run. So he, he allowed it, he, he wanted it to die. Right Before it could do some real damage, or maybe the friendship situation was that it did do a lot of damage and a lot of hurt, but God allowed you to go through that situation so you could see what a true friend truly isn't and what a true friend should be. right? And when you see in a different perspective of like, God is either protecting you, He is teaching you, or He has got it, He is blessing you. It's like, man, you see things differently, man. Like, I just, I love God so much. I really do. He is so good. Even when I can't see it, even when I don't want to see it, even when I don't understand or, or you know, like, I do understand, but I'm still not agreeing with what God is is wanting for me. It's like, he's good. He's good and all. And I've got to learn to be okay with the fact that I don't have the control. I don't know what's gonna happen. There are gonna be a lot of knowns. There's gonna be a lot of trials and tribulations. There're gonna be a lot of fears and worries and anxieties that I have no control over. All I can do is do what I normally do through the day, go to God, surrender it all to him, and let him do the rest, right? I can't control other people. My reality is not the same reality as another individual. For example, Alicia and I were talking, Tonight, before I got on here, it was like we were talking about how my reality isn't your reality, Alicia. Alicia, your reality is not my reality. I got a different schedule. I got a different life. I see different people every day. I live in a different place. You know, I have different habits. And maybe you do, I have a different brain, a different body, like a different relationship with the Lord. We have different realities, and I have to remember that. And I can't base my reality, right? off of what I see on social media, off of what I see from my friends' lives or my family's lives. It's like, all I got is who I am in Jesus Christ. And I've just gotta continue building my relationship with the Lord and just trusting that the Holy Spirit is just watching over me and just protecting me and uh, really is working for my good even when things aren't feeling good. So, yeah, I hope that makes sense. And I probably honestly just was rambling for the last, like, I don't know, half an hour, uh, almost 40 minutes, which is crazy. But I think this is super important, you know, for maybe someone else to hear because this is a season that Alicia and I were talking about. We're both in a season of just trusting the Lord because originally our Bible study topic was going to be over humility because we previously went over gossip and we were going to be going over humility, but the Lord directed our our topic to change into uh going over trusting the Lord and just being okay with the fact that our future is in his hands and we need to stop being so worried about what could happen, the what ifs and just live in the moment. We can prepare all we want, but just also being okay with the fact that our plans may change because our plan is not as good as God's plan. His way, his timing. You know, God's answers could be yes, could be no, and could be wait. Could be not yet. Right? And uh you got to be okay with any of those answers that God's got because I feel like God, he's always going to answer your prayers, but he's going to answer them in ways that you don't expect them to be answered. So, yeah, I just, I really hope somebody else can relate to what I talked about. And uh, I hope that you can find this as an encouragement that you're not alone in feeling those anxieties and those stresses and those worries. You're not alone in, you know, the fact that it is hard to give it all to God and to surrender and give the trust to him. But you know what, we're going to, we're going to do our best out here, guys, because we're only human and we're going to, keep growing and learning in our relationship with the Lord every single day. And it's it's only going to keep getting stronger the more we give it to him, the more we go to him. So yeah, last thing I want to do before I get off of this podcast is I just want to pray over the the person who is listening to this podcast because I think it's super important that we always end in, in prayer and in time with the Lord. So um, if you are listening still, I just ask that you bow your heads, close your eyes, whatever it may be, that you can just eliminate the distractions around you. So we can dive into prayer. Dear Lord, I just pray for the other person on this other side of this phone right now, God, listening. Um, I pray that you give them the peace that they need um, and give them rest in knowing that you've got it in your hands, God. You know, we have such different realities from each other, each person on this planet. We live very different lives with very different schedules of very different circumstances with very different people in it. And, uh, God, I just ask that you give us all that, that, you know, relief and knowing that, yeah, we can plan all we want God, but you know what's best for us. And just remembering that the wants we have are just extra and that our wants aren't necessarily always going to be what God wants for us either. Because he knows what is best for us. And so I just ask that you give the peace and the rest for the person on the other side of this phone, including myself too, and just knowing that it's all in your hands in your hands, whether that be uh, relationships, marriage, friendships, family, uh, finances, school, um, athletics, right? If you're an athlete, a sport, health. You know, if if someone in their family is struggling with health, right, it could be cancer, it could be, uh, you know, mental health, whatever it may be, God, I just, I ask that you give the person on the other side of this phone, whoever you may be, just knowing that God loves you and wants the best for you and is looking over you and is watching over you and protecting you and just knowing that everything is working out for his good, even when it doesn't seem like he is, right? Even though it doesn't seem like the circumstances are good. And it's very difficult to trust God and to feel good about the situation because it doesn't feel good, right? I just ask that you give them uh, just, you know, a, a sense of knowing that even when a family member is going through cancer, even when the relationship is very difficult and the communication isn't easy. Even when the friendship seems to be dying out or there's a lot of fighting, even when you're afraid that you're about to lose your job or you feel like you need to leave the job, God, I just ask that you just give this person just peace and true peace, right? And knowing that even when there's so much chaos, even when there's so much hurt and pain, God, I just... Give them the peace of knowing that even in the midst of all that, they've got you and they know that you've got their back. And we thank you, Jesus, for it all. We praise you, God, because uh, it's not easy to praise in, in the midst of chaos and troubles and trials and tribulations, man. It is is—it is hard when there's a lot of overthinking and a lot of unknowns and a lot of fears. It's not easy. But we praise you, God, because we're so very grateful for what you've provided for providing roofs over our heads for providing food in our stomach for providing jobs or security in all the different places and all the different things that we have and that we, and who we are as individuals. God. And I ask that if any of those things are a struggle right now for anyone, I just ask that you, you give um, this person the ability to surrender all these things to you. God fully surrender and myself included. And, uh, We praise you and we thank you, God. And it's all in your name. We love you so much. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining on this extra long Get Real episode. Uh, It's been about 45 minutes. And, you know, thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening. And I just, I pray for you. I'm going to continue praying for you. And uh, last reminder is that uh, God's got it. He's so good and he's got it. He's got you. And I hope you guys can fully trust that the Lord's plan is so divine and is so much better than you could ever imagine. And uh, I hope you guys go in peace, go in love, and uh, I hope that you guys can go about your days just knowing that you are not alone. So thanks so much for joining, guys, and uh, looking forward to the next episode. Peace.